This is me pretending like I still don't know my age. And uh, I was convinced by certain people in this room to buy these jeans that have been destroyed already. Right. So this is supposed to be cool. That's what I'm told. Uh, the hoop earrings, that's from the 90s. I'm sorry. I did not get my ears pierced uh, to do this. They've been pierced for 30 years. But, uh, you know, I don't wear earrings all the time. Um, but back in the 90s, man, that was the cool thing. Silver hoops were cool. It's probably not cool anymore. I'm sorry. I'm doing my best. Uh, everything that I can do here. Um, so today's message is on identity, right? Now, I really wanted the kids down here, definitely want the teenagers down here. Uh, as you're going through your teen years, you're making decisions about who you want to be. Now, you don't necessarily ask yourself that question every day. You know, hmm, who do I want to be? Who am I? But, you know, I think one of the things that uh, Halloween tells us is we really, really enjoy dressing up, don't we? And even if it's not in a costume, some of us just really enjoy dressing up and looking nice, uh, going to a wedding, wearing a tuxedo if we're in the wedding party, or you know, going somewhere where we can, we can dress up. There's something about putting a costume on or putting an outfit on that we really, really like. It, it's sort of like uh, the old saying, the clothes make the person. Have you ever heard that? The clothes make the man, so and so forth. You, you kind of conform yourself to the way you are dressed uh, to a great degree. So the title of today's message, uh, the, the topic is identity, but the title of today's message is, Where Do You Look to Find Yourself? What's the title of my message, kids? Where Do You Look to Find Yourself? So there's four places that you would look to find yourself. You would look without. You would look out, right? And that's how we decide a lot concerning how we, uh, we want to address the, the, uh, the outward identification. So I had this idea that I was going to do this a ways back. I can't remember. Power of suggestion, probably. I was listening to different people say different things. And I went to Macy's. And I don't go to Macy's that often, but I went to Macy's on, uh, I guess it was Wednesday maybe, and I went up the escalator, and I immediately, I saw this mannequin that was dressed there, and I was like, oh, that looks cool. I'm just going to buy that outfit. So I immediately went around and tried to look for all of the stuff that that mannequin was wearing. And uh, I already had a pair of jeans that looked like the ones the mannequin was wearing. I've got this cool jacket. You're going to figure out that I didn't end up wearing that up here today. But that was my initial inspiration was that mannequin, because uh, whoever dressed the mannequin, I just thought it looked cool. I was like, okay, I can do that. You know, it would be me dressing like I'm 30 years younger, but hey, well, you know, wh why not? So I, uh, I bought that stuff. I couldn't, it, the mannequin was wearing these cool boots, all right? Now, these are actually boots that I've had for a while. I never wear them because they're really hard to put on. Um, but the mannequin was wearing these cool boots that said Levi's 501 on the side of them or whatever. But they didn't have them at Macy's. I looked all over the place. I would have had to take them off the mannequin and see if they were my size or whatever. Which, by the way, I did take the jacket off the mannequin because it was the only medium. I looked on the rack and there was none there. And I don't know if you've ever been to Macy's. Nobody's going to help you anyway. And so... I'm telling you, I'm like, I'm like ripping this thing off this mannequin, pulling the sleeves. The sleeves are hard because their, their arms don't bend, right? So I pulled it off, and then it was a medium, and I put a large on the mannequin. 
And then I went a couple days later because I wanted to pick up something else. And sure enough, it was still there, all disheveled and messed up. <laughs> they didn't even bother. They didn't even care. So, but see, that's the thing. You may not realize you're doing it, but you look at certain models, right? In fact, isn't that what people that, that show us the clothes that we like? Wasn't that what they're called? Models. We look at models. And we say to ourselves, I like that. Well, why do you like that? There's something that strikes you, right? It is, you're identifying with that, all right? So one of the ways we look for who we are is we look without, okay? Now, this could include looking to celebrities, looking to sports stars, um, looking to valid role models like your parents, hopefully teachers, hopefully uh, people that teach the Bible as well, right? Good role models. You look at these people and you say, they have something to offer me. And what we usually do, we don't just try to be exactly like someone else. We piece these things together, starting kids at your age. But it really solidifies as you go through those teenage years. Identity is huge in adolescence. By the time you reach the age you three are, you've pretty much made most of those decisions, but there'll be some drift and some things that you'll decide and do and, and change and so forth as, as time goes by. But nonetheless, so you look without or you look within. Now, this is, this is what people, everybody thinks they do this, right? If I were to ask you this question, who are you? What would you say? You'd probably answer with your name, right? If you are uh, an adult, you would probably answer with your career, maybe, okay? Especially if you identify with your career. If you're a teacher, you're probably going to say, well, you know, I'm, you know, I'm Craig. I'm a teacher, all right? Um, but that's not exclusively, exclusively who you are. We look inside our own heart. The problem is when your heart has not been changed by the Lord Jesus, when your heart is just natural and normal and everyday, the heart can be deceived. It can be misled, right? It can be lied to. The heart represents kind of the center of who we are, where we make decisions. And we think we know who we are. I think I know who I am. But see, I can be deceived. Now, I'm going to be very gentle about this subject, but there are people who don't understand whether they are a male or a female, a boy or a girl. And they think that by looking in their heart, they can make that determination without going into any extensive detail that will, will cause uh, you, know, you to be concerned about me addressing this with your kids, although you need to address this with your kids from the time they're toddlers, right? You don't just make up your mind about those issues. You are literally born male or female. Now, that doesn't mean everybody's alike. All boys are not alike. All girls are not alike. There are boys that might like to cut hair. There are boys that might like to play with dolls. And there's nothing wrong with them, and there's nothing wrong with that. There are girls that might like to play with trucks. There are girls that might like to play baseball instead of softball. There are girls that might like to climb trees. There are girls that might like to go out and go bow hunting. And there's nothing wrong with that. You see, this is our problem. We've decided that only certain things apply to boys, men, and only certain things apply to girls, women, right? 
But there's a lot of different things that people can enjoy and identify with. And you don't have to be like every other guy. You don't have to be like every other girl to be quote unquote normal. What is normal anyway? What I need to do is I need to find out who Jesus is. I need to invite him into my heart and let him start changing me and not worry so much about what the world says, society says, teachers say, preachers say, friends say, the media says about what it means to be a boy or it means to be a girl. But I'm not looking in just inside my heart to make that decision because I can be deceived. I think we made this, uh, uh, we made this, uh, this observation several years back uh, when the, uh, the country was focused on these sorts of issues. But uh, I think Pastor Craig was talking about Jubilee when you were little, and uh, I can't remember what sort of animal you wanted to be, like a cat or a dog or something like that. A cheetah, is that what you said? Yeah. So, you know, kids like stuff like that. They enjoy it, but that doesn't mean they are a cheetah or a dog or a cat or whatever. We can't make those kinds of decisions, all right? We are something, but your heart might not properly identify that. So we look without. We look within. Oh, we look down. This is called navel gazing, right? Navel as in, this is my navel, right? My belly button, navel gazing. We look down. By the way, this is a really big teenage thing. Checking myself out. Seeing if I look good. Actually, the way we do it now is we do this. And I'm looking down, looking at myself. Take a selfie, take a selfie, take a selfie. I'm looking down. Well, I look down right now, and I see more of a gut than I like, and people are like, oh, you're not. No, 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 no. I know what I look like, and I know it's growing. <laughs> now, there's some of you, there's life growing in you, right? And that's awesome, okay? But this is not life. <laughs> this is craft beer, is what it is. It's Intrinsic's fault. It is. It's Nicholas's fault. It actually is. These earrings, by the way, are Nicholas's fault. He said that I should wear them. When he found out my ears were pierced, he said, yeah, you do. You need to wear The ripped jeans, those are Autumn's fault. <laughs> See, what I did is I just pieced it together. That's the looking without type of a thing, and I came up with this. I already had this shirt. I came up with this outfit. All right. Next week, I'll wear the other thing that, that, I, that I bought. It'll be more normal. I bought, I bought some different boots than these two. I let the girls decide, the little girls, right? Uh, Jubilee and, and Nora, I said, which boots do you like? And they pointed to these and thought they were cool. Sorry, guys, I'm just really not interested in what you think, all right? Um, but we look without, all right? We look within, we look down, right? And down is, is really about evaluating how you think you look or come across physically. Now, honestly, the way you dress, right? The way you carry yourself, um, what you do as far as your diet and exercise and those sorts of things, you're communicating things to people. So none of these, none of these things that I'm telling you are just invalid in and of themselves, but I'm just going to tell you, you will not find yourself by looking outside at other people or looking at other people's evaluation of you. You're not going to find yourself by looking in your own heart you're not going to find yourself by looking down and navel-gazing and taking endless selfies. You're going to find yourself by looking up. Kids, what did I just say? 
That's right. And what do you think I mean by that? I don't mean looking up at the stars or the sky. I mean that you look up and outside yourself, and you look to the Lord, the God who made you, right? So I like this passage of Scripture from uh, Ephesians chapter 4. It talks about what happens when we let Jesus come into our heart and we let him change us. See, that's us looking up, looking outside of ourselves, right? In fact, before I read this passage in Ephesians, I can, I can re-quote a passage that I uh, preached a couple of weeks ago, or this been maybe a little over a month ago, from Colossians chapter 3. It says, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God the Father. Seek the things that are above, not the things that are below. Why? Why keep seeking things that are above? Well, a couple of verses earlier it says, for you have died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. That's where your real life is. If you want to see who you are, even if you're four or five or seven or nine or ten or a teenager, if you want to see who you really are, you need to look up and you need to look to Jesus because God wants to make you like Jesus. Now, here's the cool thing. Just like all these different costumes in the room today, right? We're all dressed in, in, these, in these different ways, okay? You can even dress in the same costume but still be very different. So you're going to see later, here's Asher down here, and his brother is also... Uh, a, a ninja turtle, and you'll see them when they go stand side by side. They're wearing the same costume, but are they the same person? Not even close. They're very different than one another. In the same way, we can all be like Jesus, but we're going to still be different than each other. All right? So listen to what it says uh, over here in uh, Ephesians chapter 4. And believe it or not, once I read this and make a little few comments here, I'm going to be done. I told you the message is going to be short today. All right? It says, you were taught with regard to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You need to look up if you want to find out who you are, because that is where your real life is. Your real life is hidden with Christ in God. We need to look outside of our own heart, but not down at ourselves, not out at other people, but we need to turn our eyes up toward the Lord Jesus Christ, right? Listen to what the scripture says. It says, for those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he, that is Jesus, might be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. Those he foreknew, God, God knew you, kids, he knew you before you were ever born. Those he foreknew, he also predestined. That means that he has a plan for you. So we all need to stop coming up with our own plans and our own ideas and seek God and discover what he has for us and the direction that he wants us to take because God has a plan for you. So we need to look up to the Lord Jesus Christ because that is who God is seeking to make you like that is the only way that you and I are going to be fit for heaven. We don't just come marching into heaven however we want, living the way we want to live, doing life our way. In fact, there's a really, really interesting story that Jesus told about a wedding feast, and none of the guests that were invited would come. So 
the, the master of the feast, the one that was putting the feast together for this couple, said, go out, just invite anybody. Go out to the highways and the byways and the hedges. Go out to the street. Just invite anybody to come in that will come to this wedding feast because I want the hall full of guests for my son. So they went out and they invited all these people and they, the people all showed up. But then the master of the, of the feast saw one person that was there that wasn't dressed properly. You see, it is a wedding, and you need to dress like you're going to a wedding. And this guy had just gone in there and dressed however he wanted to dress, so they threw him out. This is really like the kingdom of God. You are invited. God wants you to be part of his kingdom. He wants you to be part of his family, but you don't get to do it your way. You need to dress properly. You know how you dress? Well, if you listen to the scripture that I just read, you take off your old life, you take off your old self, and you put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Like a pretend costume, this is reflecting, showing what you really are, who you really are. If you want to know where to find yourself, you need to look at Jesus. Amen? And the more you follow Jesus, the more you're going to find who you really are and what you really are. Because that, my friends, is more than a costume. All right? So we're going to conclude. And uh, I'm going to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. Now, when we say um, that someone comes to Jesus or gives their life to Jesus, we often say that, that you invite Jesus into your heart. And I'm going to ask you if you've ever done that today. Now, you don't have to raise your hand or anything like that, but I do want you to answer this question in your mind. Have you ever done that? Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart and save you? You could be five or six. You could be 50 or 60 but it's the same request. Have you invited Jesus to come into your heart and to change you, to give you a new life, to give you a new self? If you would say, I don't know, or if you would say no, then I invite you right now where you sit to open your mind and start talking to the Lord Jesus and just ask him to come in. Say, come into my heart, Lord. Be my Savior. Be my God. Jesus, I want to be like you. I want to take off my old sinful self, and I want to put on your righteousness. I want to be the person that you want me to be. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Thank you for coming into my heart. Help me to follow you.